Hello and welcome to the Vibe Union Podcast, interviewing Melbourne musicians, creatives and keeping an eye on the scene. I am your host for today, Rath. Uh, straight off the bat, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We will pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. Everyone plays a role in their own way in raising awareness and taking positive action towards a brighter future for everyone on the, this land. Here we are today with a relatively new uh, kind of member of the community that we've met over the past few months. It's uh, Jim Hort. G'day, Yo. Jim. How are we today? Good, man. How are you doing? Yeah, good, man. Pretty tired, but like still surviving here. Yeah. Nice. We've just had a long weekend of four days with lots of gigs and I believe you, however, were working, unfortunately. I was pretty sick, actually, and then I had to work Saturday. This one I came back to work. Oh, dude. No, no, no. (laughs) No good at all. Um, Jim Horde, first question straight off the bat for you. I've been wondering this for a while and I realize I have not asked you and podcast is a perfect place to do so. Uh, Where's the name come from? Jim Jim Horde? Yeah. Oh, man, like... I don't even know at this point. Hey, I used to play World of Warcraft a lot when I was like 12. And I think I kind of just typed in like the the username, just Jim Horde. I was just like, okay, that's it. I was like, that kind of sounds cool. And I've just sort of kept there as like an alternative <laughs> alias. Like even when I started writing like plays and like movie scripts and stuff, I'd always use like Jim as like the protagonist's name. I was just like, fuck it, hey. And I feel like as a musician, it just sounds cool. And even with that, like, sort of idea of, like, alter ego, as I can really play along with that, like, taking sort of inspiration from WoW. Just be like, yeah, I'm, like, the war chief or whatever. (laughs) That kind of sounds cool. I don't know. Like, I fuck with that sort of concept. I would love to get, like, if I ever got bigger, like, the sort of shoulder players and really, like, play into that persona a bit. I feel like, yeah. I I don't know. That's just something that I've had on my mind with the kind of future. Yeah. That's huge. That's huge. Um, that's so funny because, I mean, I'm big into the aliases thing. Um, I started off with, a, we were talking about before we started recording about having a, I had a cartoon character as my, yeah. as my, my alter ego. Um, but I have yet to encounter, I haven't encountered too many people with names that have no connection besides <laughs> such a loose concept, which is great. Um, but I was thinking about the the, the word horde because for me, definitely the first thing that yeah. came to mind was Warcraft, not Warcraft, not World of Warcraft, but Warcraft. Uh, it's kind of the same sort of like yeah. world, yeah. That's so funny. Um, Jim Horde, you have uh, come to Melbourne from England. You've come out here and you've been um, uh, releasing music. You released your first few singles while you've been here, I believe. Uh, yeah, they were, and it wasn't England; it was Perth. But I'm originally British. <laughs> I'm terribly confused. Oh. Uh, like, it doesn't matter, hey. But like, yeah, I recorded that shit back home. Are well, you not English? <laughs> I am originally, but I lived in Australia since I was like seven. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, bloody hell. All right. I guess, you know, I th- yeah. Okay. Hey, mistakes happen, man. It's cool, bro. <laughs> that's, so, that's so funny. Yeah, but I released the first track called Boyne Astro in mm-hmm. like September mm-hmm. and that was definitely my favorite one because like I think I probably told you in the past like the way I sort of branched into making music was because I went through like a breakup mm-hmm. I was just like oh that's such a like you know what they do right like oh you go you get your heart broken mm-hmm. so you decide to write fucking music and then I think that song just kind of came along I was yeah I remember I was in Rottnest Island like riding my bike 
and I was listening to, you know, Slow Tide's album, Tyrone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I had cancelled in the headphones. I was like, that is the fucking sickest song I've heard in so long. Mm-hmm. Like, Skepta's just like, that is just a masterpiece. Like, I kind of want to just like, not like copy it at all, but like take like heavy inspiration from just kind of like the instrumental and like the delivery there. Yeah, yeah fuck. <laughs> That's great. Um, I love the, so hey, so you, you hadn't really been making music Prior to the breakup, breakup was your introduction. I made like one song kind of like just, I'd always probably like written lyrics without actually realizing they were lyrics. Like in form of just like shitty poetry and like verse or whatever. But like that was when I guess I started to take it seriously. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely just, I don't know, I guess because writing didn't capture the same way as just like screaming your fucking heart out or like singing. And I feel like it's just cool to like show my friends and stuff and like, I guess why they were seeing me sort of like suffering, it was just like they could acknowledge that. It's like it's a bit deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it's that, yeah, that, that release is, yeah, is definitely the drive behind it. It's a way to really kind of put your like problems into an idea and like it's therapeutic as fuck. Yeah. yeah. So then do you find your work is very much um, like are you ever exaggerating? Are you putting spin on it or are you trying keeping it as raw and as personal and as, as real as to the truth? as possible uh you know i feel like it's kind of like a 50 50 like mm-hmm. you take this initial feeling or like emotional sort of whatever and then it's trying to do that as so it's not because something so literal is kind of boring right yeah so like the latest single i made trapped in the rare race like yeah that's basically just a reflection of how i felt mm-hmm. while working in south bank yeah yeah working like a hell busy bar and it's just like this shit sucks yeah so it's just but it's like trying to do that in a more interesting way than just saying this shit sucks yeah and like you know using like metaphor and like all that kind of imagery yeah 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 and i mean exaggeration um that's uh, where was i going with this basically uh i was thinking about this earlier today because i was writing a, a piece um very similar in the sense of writing uh about the rat race about working nine to five and still not being able to pay your bills, still not being able to pay rent yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Depressing. Just anti-capitalism kind of bullshit, you know? Um, but then thinking to myself while I'm writing this, like I've never worked a nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done any of this. Yeah, I've but you, done you've this. done hospital. That shit's fucking worse. Yeah. 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 Like, come on, man. Like, I mean, look, I'm glad I don't have to go to a fucking office every day and just sit mm-hmm. there. But like hospitality is just like physically exhausting and like mentally draining. Yeah. And like, you know, like during Christmas, that shit was just like unhealthy. Like I was there like 80 hours a fortnight, just every yeah. night. Like, you know, while your friends were partying and just like hanging out, like while you guys were doing all the gigs, I was like, I'm just fucking stuck in here. Yeah. Just yeah, making yeah. like below minimum wage basically. You know, so what it, kind of what kind of places were you working at? I work at. A, I probably shouldn't say it. <laughs> you can say what type, say what type of business it is, but yeah, it's no, like maybe, a we bar. Drop names. Okay. Yeah, it's a bar. We're we talking all, high end. We're talking low end. Dive. What? It's like a sports bar, but you know, like South okay, Bank's okay. pretty nice. And yeah, I, like my mom recently came to Melbourne. Mm-hmm. I was just like, South Bank is so like where you take someone if they have no idea what yeah, Melbourne yeah, is. Yeah. It's got that like nice classy, but it's still sort of casual. Mm-hmm. But it's fucking busy, man. Like sometimes this place makes like a hundred grand a night. Yeah, and we're getting like twenty two dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, the, the um. So I, I actually, I've worked in hospitality a long time, mm-hmm. and funnily enough, I still record a hospitality based yeah. podcast. Um, and it's one thing that just drives me 
nuts is kind of the view of hospitality and i and um i've you've you've come on to the talking blue uh vibe union's poetry mm. night and um had a good red hot go good at uh, <laughs> taking hospitality down a pick um which i always like yeah mad respect yeah, and i appreciate yeah. that um because it is very much like it's an entry-level job there's mm. there's no doubt about that the, almost anyone can get into it unless we're talking like you know especially in melbourne there is not to anymore, be, to be a good bartender you gotta have some experience you gotta take not time anymore, to get to that man. Place. like i would say just sorry to interrupt you like no, please <laughs> covid basically meant anyone could get a fucking job that's true because everyone was out because they were sick that they've been in the house for like the last five months we didn't have any backpackers we didn't have any tourists we didn't have any international students so like i probably shouldn't have even got a job in a Mm -hmm. bar because i'd only work at like fish and ship shops and like retirement homes yeah but like some of the people that they were hiring because we were so fucking desperate we're like Mm -hmm. 18 year olds that have never worked in their life and this is like high traffic nah but the floors, like you know, bus, like waitering is still pretty fucking physically exhausting. Oh, for sure. For yeah, sure. you know, like bartending is obviously a bit different, but like still, it's like when I was working with them, it's like mm. it's fucking hard when like some of the people you're working with are like more incompetent. Yeah. So you got to like carry like three or four other people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the, um, that was gonna my, my point was going to be that like it is entry level. And so I guess that, that, that's why people think that pay gap or that yeah. that wage is deserving. Like, yeah, well, you know, we'll give this yeah. eighteen year old, nineteen year old, let's give them eighteen dollars, which is below minimum wage. Yeah, at this point. but minimum wage here is like twenty two bucks. Twenty, actually no, it's like twenty five, twenty six now, if you're doing casual work as a hospital worker. But um, I see people kind of like I, I see the kind of sentiment online of people being like, uh, oh, that makes sense, that makes sense when these people are office workers, but. It is the kind of job that you are. There's no downtime. You don't get to just no. kick back and relax for even a couple of minutes. You are constantly running around on the on your feet, um, and have to look busy. I think there's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> the part that drove me nuts about hospitality was just you need to always be doing stuff, even if it's quiet yeah, like for a second. You gotta find wine something. glasses or like cutting fruit or something. Yeah, like yeah. I just go to the toilet if I want to, like, sit down for, like, five minutes. <laughs> like, I don't care, man. Like, yeah. you know, let me do that. Like, I need to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's that. But the, you know, working in hospitality, though, has inspired a fair bit of your your work. Do you find oh, yourself 100%. coming to think of, like, lyrics and stuff like that while you're on the job? Or yeah, is- 100%, actually. Weirdly enough, I feel like that's sometimes where you get, like, your best sources when you're yes. doing, like, other stuff. And it's just, like, maybe, like, a word you just read on, like... Mm-hmm a menu or something can just trigger like an entire concept. Yeah. It's like, that's pretty cool. You're also seeing um, such a good cross-section and an honest cross-section of humanity, I think. (laughs) Especially like where we work, we get like everyone. Yeah. Every single person you can fucking imagine. Yeah. It's insane. It's also harder to deal with because some people act differently than others. Some people are really nice. Some people are like absolute fucking cunts and you just want to slap them in the face. But, you know... It is is exhausting. <laughs> yeah, there's no better tell I think of who's a bad person than if they treat workers, hospitality, hospitality yeah. staff, service staff with contempt. Um, yeah, if you treat people bad, if you treat ho- service staff pay, uh, badly, yeah, um, pretty high chance that you're an absolute piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, like I get like <laughs> if your food's late or whatever, you're allowed to ask, but like it's how you do that. 
Yeah, and like the, if you keep fucking bickering the same person, like you know, what are we? Come on. There's a there's a nice way of doing it. Yeah. I, I was in a uh, I was in a I was getting a burrito the other night, and I saw someone come up and said, and they try to get the number back, the table number back yeah. from behind the counter, and say, "Hey, can I just get this back?" Because they dropped off my food, and they haven't dropped off everything. And it's just that tone where you could just go up and go, "Hey, I'm sorry, uh, can yeah. I just get the number back?" They haven't dropped off all my food there. Just take drop it down a notch, drop it down ten decibels. <laughs> You're gonna be sweet. The hospital staff will appreciate the hell out of you. You will get your food. You come in hot like that. You're only gonna get I that. I feel like people right just like to treat us like boxing bags because they're like, oh, they have to be nice to me. And yeah. you know, it's pretty. It's the same with retail. I'd assume that you get some shit cunts in retail. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're a very like crossover industry. I don't think I could do retail again. I even worked retail in. Where do you work? Uh, I I did I did work in a music store. Oh, that's uh, pretty cool though. You know, it's niche stuff. It drained the life out of me. <laughs> <laughs> like polishing guitars that you can't afford and also yeah. selling terrible, terrible guitars to children. Like yeah, their parents going to say, I just want to get them started. I want to buy them this one. It's like, that's, you're, you're going to want to quit because of that guitar. Yeah. It's a miserable piece of, piece of crap. <laughs> I hated doing it. No, I worked at Maya for two shifts, maybe two mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, put me in menswear, put me in something I can actually sell. Like, mm-hmm. I like to believe I'm pretty fashionable. Mm-hmm. And they put me in fucking, like, kitchenware. Right. Like, I don't know anything about this. <laughs> Why did you expect that? I would know, like, like, what the fuck? And, yeah, like, I'm so glad I only worked there for two shifts because – I saw some bad people. Myers, I feel like it, especially in Christmas, you know, you mm-hmm. brought in that very like middle-aged women kind of group. Yeah. yeah. And they are, <laughs> they are fucking ruthless. They don't give a shit about anything. Well, I think it's the same kind of, um, same thing with the hospitality thing. I feel like it's, it's, if you feel like you lack a lot of power elsewhere in your life, then this is the kind of one place yeah. where I get to, I get to be Lord here yeah. and you guys have to do what I say. And yeah. it is, yeah, punching bag or as a release of just stress, other frustration, stress, and yeah. their lives can bring it out. It, was, it could even just come down to like how you were raised or whatever. Like For some sure. cultures don't like appreciate hospitality as much, or it's like looked down or whatever. So maybe it's like it's more like justified to be like that. Oh, just, yeah, I think there's, yeah, you're right. It's a pretty yeah. broad stroke to say you're a piece of shit if you don't treat yeah, hospital staff, yeah. staff correctly. Um, I think, uh, but I've yeah I don't know I guess it's more from people I've actually met and I people I know who I've seen be like that yeah. who have who are living in the same area this is more like when I was living in the country and I know people who I've grown up around I see who they truly are and then I see the way they speak to the <laughs> husband I'm like okay you're a shit there's no reason yeah. for you to be like this you yeah. don't have any excuse <laughs> All right. Um, so you've been hanging out in Melbourne for a little while and um, stumbled across someone who also just arrived in the city mm. relatively, I think, the same, roughly the same time. Uh, your boy Alaska, who's your got Alaska. Um, an event coming up as well. Give him a little plug. I'm actually going to get your boy Alaska on this. In fact, you know what? This episode might come out after his. But nonetheless, your boy yeah. Alaska's coming on, on this podcast in a, in a week or so anyway to plug uh, an event coming up. Um, and I'm going to remember the date and I'll. Put it in the description uh, below. Check the description of below. Seventh of May yeah. at Red Betty's. Um, we're gonna have. You might know the artist off the top of your yeah, head better. I've seen the line. Do you know? Do you know who's performing at that? Um, I think it's like dearly you. You are performing, man. I am performing. Remember yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm performing. Username unknown uh, is performing. Ivory, dearly Dave. Mark Inferno. Uh, I don't know Sydney Meyer. I don't think I'm. Is it her name? Oh uh, sure. Uh, I saw her on it, and yeah, I'm sure there's a few other people. Check the link in description for that gig. <laughs> I'm going to go into it properly with your boy Alaska you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, this is terrible. Look, 
uh, pretty new to hosting. All right. <laughs> um, but I wanted to ask because you guys are some of the most energetic performers I've seen in <laughs> I will quite some time. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, 100%. I mean it as an absolute compliment. <laughs> um, guys jumping around on stage, screaming, yelling, dancing a lot as well. <laughs> Now, you guys are both very two complementary but very chaotic and explosive energy. So yeah. I kind of wanted to ask, like, what has been the process of working with him both in the studio sense and also like, what has been like performing with him? Uh, it's been nothing but pure fun. Yeah. Um, it's been pretty chaotic. And obviously, like, you know, it's not my song, so I feel like I can be a little bit more like jumpy than him because he's mm-hmm. trying to remember like entire verses and shit. Yeah. But I love doing the high man stuff because it can really bring out that like just chaos and like yeah, yeah. he's got like high energy tracks, so I want to like support that. And, like, yeah. just It's kind of like you are both the audience and the performer, mm-hmm. and like I love just like hip hop shows and like you know I went to so many festivals like listen now I've seen so many just like rappers live and like. I'm such a big fan of like mosh pit culture. Right, right, and right. And I fucking just love this shit so much. Like, I can't wait to see some of the artists that are like on the Splendor drop off lineup. Yeah. Like, you know, JPEG's gonna be insane. Hell yeah. Yeah. So big I just, JPEG fan. I feel like it kind of comes and the reflection of my music as well is like, yeah, mm-hmm. I love fucking hip hop and like, I love just mosh pits. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I wanna make music that can like bring people like that kind of energy. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. And I guess working with Aaron is like, yeah, you know, we can do that together. Because I, I think he saw me perform at, um, you did the like open mic nights. Mm-hmm. I think I performed Trapped in the Rare Race for the first time. And I think it was from there he was just like, oh, you're like a pretty like sick performer. Like, yeah. you know, some of the other rappers, you're more like, you know, you're more like in your own little bubble doing your own kind of thing. But yeah, I guess we forget like, you're not just like an artist when you're on stage, like you need to do both. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's hard to do that sometimes. And yeah. Yeah, I guess also just jumping around doesn't necessarily mean that everyone's going to like that. Some people no. are like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, they're very, they're very different uh, very different styles. And like um, uh, even myself, like <laughs> speaking on mosh culture, we, we, we spoke just before yeah. we hit record on this thing that uh, I've been to very, very few festivals and the idea of being stuck in, in a large crowd <laughs> terrifies the absolute hell oh, out of me. No, that's the best thing in the world. <laughs> In a mosh pit, in that sense, do you is it a is a state is like a flow state is a state of focus? What, no, I mean like usually I'm pretty rage. fucked up as well. Yeah, okay. And but like regardless of that, I've I've actually talked to this about my girlfriend like a few times, mm-hmm. and it was just like I genuinely believe there's like some sense of therapy in it. Like you know, like mm-hmm. men men are fucking angry. We like have low tempers <laughs> and <never> stuff. <laughs> yeah. So like, I guess just sometimes just being able to do that with people that also want to do that. Yeah. It, I don't know. Yeah. Like it lets some energy. Yeah. 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 Like even like, and there's so many like crossover like music genres that do this. Like death yeah. metal does it, rock mm-hmm. does it. So it's just yeah. I I don't really explain where I like just began loving it. I just mm-hmm. think this is just like so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like just jumping around. Any, like an um, any injuries from mosh pit? Oh, uh, yeah, note? actually. Um, I saw, do you know Psychedelic Pawn Crumpets? No. Nah. Uh, they're like this pretty big like perf rock band at mm-hmm. Laneway. And was, that was like one of my first times seeing like a rock mosh pit. And they mm-hmm. were fucking crazy. Like those cunts go insane. And yeah, I got like hit in the nose. Right. I was just like, fuck, King Giz must be like the exact same as this. Yeah. 
I mean, King Gizzards at least got their their slower jams, so like you can. But weirdly you, you enough, people just chill out for it doesn't make sense when I went to a rock show. I was like, this doesn't even sound that like rowdy, but like people are like jump in and open it up. Yeah, right. Like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, I find it it's probably almost more suitable for hip hop in this day and age. Just like that that stuff, a lot. Especially actually, you know, I think there's actually a big crossover now. Um, we're hearing it more and more of like even um, new metal is kind of mm. coming back through hip hop. Uh, yeah, well, like I've, what's that one Denzel works with? Um, oh, uh, bloody! He's uh, he's on that one track with Peggy. Oh, I was thinking of. Um, oh my god, I can't think of Wait. her name. I will um, check the phone. Quickly. All right, all right. We'll think of we'll think of. Um, no, too much uh, dead. Zilla Kami. Zilakami. Yeah, yeah. Zilla it's like Kami. that kind of like screamo, like rap. Okay. And, you know, I feel like that's, you know, that that's a whole kind of different conversation. But like yeah. just, I find hip hop at its kind of core can be pretty boring. So okay. it's like, you, yeah, that sounds ironic. But like, it's, you know, crossover. Yeah. It's when you really take these different genres and like put them together that like the best things come out. Mm-hmm. And like, you look at like, I, f- I would like to believe that kind of reflects like modern day music. For that, sure. Yeah. Like well, the internet's just, just a melting pot of, of oh, everything. Bro. Like, that's why people love Death Grips and like, you know, it's just this is like crazy. Like, what the fuck even is this? But it's yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. you're doing something very it's, original. You, I mean, it gets classed as hip hop, but it, it's 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 in its own little world. It's so yeah. um, unique and taking influence from so many different places that yeah, it's um, it's so removed. I mean, even modern hip hop in general, the like trap, modern trap is so far removed from classic like nineties. Yeah, 90s and so you 80s. always get that conversation like, oh, these fucking idiots, you know? Like, I like my old school stuff. Or, yeah, yeah but that stuff, ex- stuff it still exists. The old school rap, yeah, old school rap still exists, and there's still new <laughs> old school sounds. So it's yeah. like, yeah, I, I, I can't stand that. But that's the same in any genre. There's always going to be the old heads. Same thing with same thing has happened to rock music as well. As always, yeah. Been but I feel to- like that's part of the problem. It's like you need to like go with the like. If you're a musician or like if you just love music, like why wouldn't you want to see this your love or your hobby progress? You're kind of just like stuck in the past a bit. Yeah. Like I get like some people aren't gonna like Playboy Cardi, but like you know what that man is doing to like hip hop. It's like pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. and it's a. It, I think things can exist for different reasons. Same with yeah. same with like a, same with the mosh pit um, and kind of your uh, though though you you are speaking on um, on a lot more real topics about yeah. what you're actually experiencing, what you're talking about. But there does seem to be, and as you just kind of say, that there is this energy that you want to impart above all else. Yeah. You need everyone to just be hype, going crazy, while. Last week we had username unknown on here, and username unknown <laughs> Jason is all about lyricism. Like He's got some stuff to say, and it has to be really intricate. He's a he, you know he he comes from a poetry background, moving into hip hop, and so it comes from a very different place. I don't think I've ever seen. I don't think I will ever see him in a mosh pit. I don't think he has any intention. <laughs> hey, he even know. he even tries to avoid writing hooks for the most yeah. part because he feels like, well, why would I write a hook when I could put another verse in there? Well, yeah, that's a very like. That's also, like, we were talking just before the podcast about, like, the understanding of music, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm also, like, like I'm, only, I'm still pretty new to writing music. Yeah. And I sort of had that approach. It's like, yeah, I guess, like, a hook is, like, sometimes it's boring to write because you want to fill it up with more mm-hmm. interest and stuff. But that's just, like, the musically correct thing to do, I guess. 
Well, like, I mean, it, I think it's, I, I get it from like an artistry point of view if you just, if you're a big lyricist and that's yeah. kind of what you want to do. But we were talking about it last week with, with Jason that, and I think this goes into kind of what your, your view of this anyway, is that you try to impart this energy to the crowd and the crowd, uh, for the most part, especially at this like earlier stage, where they're not here for, for every verse. They don't no. want to hear our intricate wordplay and all that they stuff. Don't, they're not listening to it. <laughs> there are fans out there. There's obviously a huge, it, yeah, there's a huge amount of people out there who love kind of getting in there and mining for the gold for the little nuggets and making all the connections in your lyrics. But there's also a hell of a lot of people, potentially more, that just want to get rowdy and just want to have a dance and yeah. just want to get, uh, yeah, just have a hype, fun time. And there's nothing better for, than a hook for that. Yeah, it's catchy. It's like you can kind of hear it. I think there's the there's the music, there's the artistry, and that's fine. If you just want to write, if you love being in the studio and you just want to be the best poet and whatnot, yeah. um, then you could do that and maybe put it out in band camp and stuff like that, and you can go and perform. But as you said, like, when you're on stage, there is another side to this. There's also the service side yeah. to it. You well, yeah, are you figure there for the audience as just as true. much as they are there for you. Well, kind of, it's pretty ironic I'm about to say this because it kind of counteracts like everything I'm saying. But like this new EP, well, like my first EP I'm working on is sort of like not even hip hop. Mm-hmm. There's like a lot more like rock and like indie pop and this, you know, like there's, there's this new fucking artist that everyone's frothing. You know, Black Country, New Road. Mm. have you heard of them it rings a bell yeah like one of my songs is like very inspired from that kind of sound and it's like this more like more lyrical stuff because it's like kind of going back to like the therapeutic side of music mm-hmm. well it's like you can make these chill songs and you can make these verse songs but it doesn't necessarily mean that you can't perform it with energy yeah yeah you see some artists and they're performing like the most like chill sort of songs you just listen to while you're driving yeah and it still fucking goes crazy yeah so yeah yeah maybe it's not even necessarily like the song it's just how you perform that mm. and that's a very different sort of skill well it also yeah they're two different skill sets another thing as well is just having the um confidence and the not even necessarily the confidence but the um the mentality to do that, and yeah. I think um, I get that. for me, it took a long time. I think for Jason, he had a similar issue. Did you guys like, ever have like performance backgrounds or anything? Um, I mean, I've been performing since I've been on stage since I was probably fifteen. As like actors, so. Oh no 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 no, no just as just as musicians. Yeah, so I think maybe because I had like a bit of a drama background in school, that ah, probably helps right, just right. breaking that. Like, you can just do whatever the fuck you want to. Like, yeah, yeah, you got to like look as your audience is like they're not even there. Yeah, I've I've written down because you mentioned it before that you said you were writing scripts and, and yeah. plays when you were younger. So how so is this is, was that your kind of first start into creativity? You know what? I I would probably say yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. I'd always sort of like loved movies, like pretty mm-hmm. like blandly. But then I don't know why. I just sort of it wasn't like year eleven as well. Like this is a late year to be picking like a new whole entire subject. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just gonna do drama. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, here we are now. Yeah. So um so you were you were you were in a lot of plays in in that point or I wasn't very good here. Like I <laughs> <laughs> I'll be blatantly honest. Yeah. Like, I felt like, uh, like I was doing the sort of what you had to do in the subject, but I never did yeah. anything outside of it. I did a TV ad, mm-hmm. but that was like two seconds, and I was in it. Yeah, but yeah, I just think no, it wasn't my thing. Like, I love acting and everything, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, it definitely 
just wasn't very good at it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you found that dramatic flair. Yeah, and, so and I feel like definitely post-performing, I'm seeing like I'm really good at it in like the sense that maybe it's just because I do have that confidence of just like I don't give a fucking shit or like what, like this is me, I'm doing my mm-hmm. thing. Like you got to like this is just what you're going to see. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you just can't be nervous with the mic. Hey? Yeah. Yeah. You can't be nervous with that. Anything you do on stage, it might look stupid or it might look like sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, even like athletic, like being athletic comes into it. That's something we haven't even discussed, but like mm-hmm. I used to be a really heavy smoker mm-hmm. and I've quit that largely for like health reasons, but like partially was, you know, I want to actually be able to sing for like 20 minutes on stage and yeah, not be like, yeah, yeah. And goddamn, the difference it makes is fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting because because saying that um, you don't give a fuck is <laughs> is kind of so. Yeah, I'm, I counteract myself a lot. Hey. Well, I mean, because I, I was gonna say that like. I say you need the confidence to be able to do this, but it's also, I think a lot of us have uh, an imposter syndrome when Mm. we start out as artists because we start to think like, why would anyone listen to me? Why would anyone give a shit about my music? Well, you know, anything along those lines. And so definitely coming into hip hop, especially. So like when I was, you know, when I was doing more uh, psych rock and folk and all that kind of stuff, I found it a lot easier, especially with the rock stuff, to jump around stage and be a fucking hooligan and do what, do what I want. Because like that seemed like, well, I'm a teenager. I've got an yeah, electric guitar on me. I have, all, I have everything that I need yeah. to convince people that I should be doing this. Being a rapper, however, I didn't look the part to start with <laughs> at the very start. Um, now I've got a gold chain on, so it feels <laughs> more right. It's a cheap gold chain, but nonetheless, it does the trick. Um, like that that um, belief in myself that I wasn't supposed to really be doing this yeah. thing holds so much back of like even to to move like a rapper, to present yourself in any sense that would seem organic. Well, maybe really, it's like really you don't hindered. have to be just a rapper. Like, No, of course Yeah, not. you can like, you can take all these inspirations and like, you know, that is, it's not even like I'm a rapper. It's just like, I don't even call myself a rapper a lot of yeah. the time. I'm just like an artist that, makes rap sometimes doesn't make rap sometimes but mm. yeah i'm just a fucking performer like <laughs> yeah yeah it seems yeah much more just unapologetic gym horde yeah that's, like i'm gonna get in your face but like it's gonna be rowdy but it's also gonna be like a bit emotional and it's like yeah mm. like you can call me whatever the fuck you want but like i don't even know what i am right now yeah yeah i don't like it when people call me just like exclusively a rapper but I yeah. guess because the music I've made so far that's been like technically released is like, yeah, probably more hip hop. Yeah. I mean, I definitely wouldn't. I, I, I guess I have in this just because we're talking yeah, about um, hip hop. But um, yeah, I definitely wouldn't describe you as such. And um, it's a place that I really like to exist in. Mm. I mean, you know, we're also. We we're, have like a sort of more comfortable like genres or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but we're we're also guests in a genre as well. Like, I mean, mm. I guess you could say that about pretty much any popular genre at this point. But in like, time, yeah, hip hop's obviously like historically African, and we should respect that, I guess. Yeah, as non Africans, so I've always had this attraction anyway to bring in alternate genres and different influences. Well, yeah, that reflects very much in your music. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, so that definitely, I don't know. Oh, where was where was my train of thought? Um. But yeah, we definitely wouldn't describe it as as just a rapper anyway. But I like that mentality of this is this is just my music. This yeah. is my performance. That's all it needs to be. You yeah. don't need to look too 
much further into it, I guess. And then that opens up. But that's also like, I guess being just more than one is also very fucking challenging. And I would say this definitely like my first hand experience with this is, uh, you know, Genesis Owusu. Yeah. So I've seen the guy twice and like, that's my, one of my fucking role models in like music mm-hmm. period. But like the crowd this guy brings in is so fucking confusing. <laughs> it, no, it's like, cause you're making like R&B, you're making like hip hop, you're making rock, you're just making like poetry. Like he's just doing fucking everything and mm-hmm. I respect him for that. But he's like one of the greatest performers as well. But like the crowd is just, it's hard to know who's coming. Mm-hmm. Like you got some of the like, you know, the rock heads, you got some of like the people that just fucking love like JPEG and Death Grips mm-hmm. and stuff. So like the crowd just really like conflicts with itself. Like the first time I saw it, like people were getting mad when there was mosh pits because they were probably just the more like hippies that wanted to just listen to like his mm, chill shit. So when you've got like at least a very, I am just screamo or like I am just hip hop, like people can't mm. really be mad if you're doing that stuff. But like if you were like an indie pop artist and like people were mosh pitting, like yeah, you'd probably be like, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. So that's the one thing where I guess it does kind of, it's a conflicting audience. I mean, it's hard. yeah. I don't know. That's is it up to the or- is it up to the artist in terms of like how they no really once it's the audience is attracted to you. Like, there's only so much you can. It's kind you of can out really of your do. control though. Like, and the beauty of probably being a lot bigger is maybe you have more creative freedom. I mean, that's actually that's more of an assumption because I guess it depends what your record wants. Mm-hmm. But like, if you're outside of that kind of territory, yeah, you can kind of just do whatever the fuck you want. Mm. Yeah, but, like. Certain artists, I, want, I was watching um, a thing, uh, like an interview with uh, a discussion between Anthony Fantano and uh, <laughs> Sean C on YouTube, and uh, they were talking about like toxic fan bases. Yeah, um, oh my God. And not saying Genesis Osborne, uh, was it? Definitely uh, not, no. Uh, has a toxic fan base, but, you know, but it's that, it's that like you can't choose your fan base too no. much. But I am intrigued, though, like how do you, um, have certain artists, get their niche they get their niche and they can definitely influence their fan base and the example they actually used was eminem because eminem is is and i'm not a bad fan base yeah got a bad fan base i'm not a big fan of of eminem um respect him as a lyrical fucking genius there's no doubt about that but i guess his uh his um Particular brand of braggadocia. I feel like it also even comes down to like race when it comes to Eminem, which it shouldn't, right? But like, it's mm. just, you know, you get a lot more like white people that would, and then it's kind of just a reflection. Like some people are like, oh, it's cringy as fuck. And it's just like, you know, I think Eminem, you've probably done like a lot for hip hop, but like, yeah, the modern oh, day issue. Yeah. And it's like, you know, how we're going back on like the whole like mumble rap and stuff. Like, it's just, you want to see the culture flow, right? That's actually, that's a good point. And saying that, has driven me nuts about him. And that's yeah. why, you know, when I say I respect Eminem for his lyrical stuff, I'm talking yeah. like 10 yeah. plus years ago at this point. Like his modern stuff feels very it's, much just attacking mumble rap, which and it's is also like, attacking the evolution. It's dumb as fuck though. Like just because you can rhyme incredibly, it doesn't mean something like a lyric like playing Fortnite with your grandma at a crib is like a good lyric. Just because you can <laughs> rhyme it like that, it doesn't also translate to just, oh, that's genius. Just because yeah. he rhymed like this syllable and like the all that crap, like it still needs to sound well written. Yeah. Yeah. It needs to sound well written. It needs to be witty. It needs to be, um, but it needs to be relevant. It needs to be relevant yeah. now. And I think a lot of, these are huge sweeping statements. <laughs> I don't really feel like I'm someone who can comment too heavily on, yeah. on this kind of culture, but 
um, definitely a lot more. Because I, I know I've actually had people people. This is you know small time, but like, you know people talking about my work to my to my face about it kind of being this lyrical focused hip hop. Mm. Like well. I yes, in, say a, in so. a sense. Not your new stuff. Not my new stuff. It's no, very I've more tried like to move away from it. Driven, yeah. yeah, I've tried to move away from it because I realized that like I was writing all this stuff and then I would read it like months later and go, I don't even know what I mean at this <laughs> point because it's 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 focusing too much on like the intricate yeah. wordplay and not really the what I'm actually trying to say, what I'm trying to yeah. do. And I find that with a lot of modern, more modern lyrical hip hop is it, it does kind of trip itself up in that sense of like it's trying it, it's it's almost gatekeeping it's almost like it's, yeah. it's, it's a, a, an elitist way of that's such a sweeping statement <laughs> <laughs> i'm actually gonna back off on that comment because it's it requires a lot more intricate analysis but I, mean, I, I get what you mean like we can obviously stay away from that but like yeah it's just like and i think that comes down to like music like just because you can make something that's very well written is it still musically good if the crowd loves it, then fucking sweet. Yeah, but I, I guess that's the thing. I, think I, it, it's I guess because music's subjective. Yeah. Like, you know, the Def Grips fan base probably won't listen to, like, Tom. What's his name? Tom McDonald or some shit. Not. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> no, but it's just like. No one should listen to Tom McDonald. <laughs> yeah, no, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's. That is a statement I'll stick by. <laughs> I can go fuck himself. Ugh. Anyway, fucking hell. <laughs> Where are we going with this? I felt like we just lost our trade up or, like. One more question. I've got another question here for you. Um, I, I always find it really interesting, kind of looking back on obviously uh, how we grow up really, really affects how we, oh, 100%, um, how we are creative. Um, so I wanted to see, like, ask like, what kind of music was playing in your house that your parents were playing, Bro, and know, do man. you see influence there in your current? Work Not at or- all, man. My parents had shit music taste. I actually didn't really get into like listening to music like properly, you mm-hmm. know, like Spotify digging and stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe till I was like sixteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother got me. He kind of got me into music with like you know like Rex Orange County and like Tyler the Creator. Yeah. And then kind of just from there, I did my like own sort of digging and like a lot of like we drive to work together when mm-hmm. we both used to work at like this retirement home. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, a lot of them, I will say a lot of my music taste is kind of inspired from like my brother. Yeah. And then cool. from there, yeah, I've just got on to listen to a lot of different shit that he also kind of fucks with, but like mm-hmm. he didn't like discuss like show it for me. Is he is he musical himself? He's huge, man. Like he's definitely. He produces some of my beats, actually. You oh, know, cool. Trapped in the Rat Race, Escapism. A lot yeah. of the new shit we're working on together because the EP is sort of about, like, our experience with our old house. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, this five-track EP, like, about our house. So we're going to make the instrumentals and the lyrics together that oh, we'll record cool. when I go home. But, yeah, no, nah, he's hugely musical. He's a DJ, like, sort yeah, of right. D&B stuff. Okay. Yeah. So I would say a lot of it comes to him and then just... Yeah, I guess having that, like, writing background, it's like, oh, what else can I do with this instead of just writing, like, stories? Yeah. That kind of gets boring. And music's just, like, not as (laughs) time-consuming, you know? And it's funner, and you can do more with it. Like, I don't want to do a book tour, but, like, Mm -hmm. fuck, how sick would be doing, like, an album tour or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's – that's interesting. um, I think – Especially in this day and age. In fact, again, we've said it so many times, but we were talking just before we started recording uh, about – um, I've just released an EP recently and you asked the question, why don't you just put out singles? And yeah. this is a counterpoint to that, to the, um, people don't listen to anything is what is, is, yeah. is the TikTok age, man. We got yeah. like a two second fucking, what's it called? Like attention span. Yeah, attention span. Albums, 
yeah, less viable. Especially 100. when especially when you're starting out. Obviously, like when you get yeah. big and you have a fan base, fucking sick. Yeah, release your albums, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I personally much prefer making full projects. Hundred percent. I agree um, with that. And I can see the criticism for. You know, oh, we wish that everyone would make albums and everyone would listen to albums, but it's not the case. Everyone makes singles, mm. but it also has a fun, uh, um, fun counter to that. Is I think it also takes the pressure off a lot of the stuff that you that you do. You don't. I actually really enjoy release uh, putting out a single, knowing it doesn't need to be this big thing. I don't need to like market it. Market it in a sense of like everyone needs to fucking hear this. this is the biggest fucking thing I'm ever going to yeah. do and my heart and soul is in this. Yeah. It's actually kind of fun to just say, hey, I, th- I threw this song together. I made this song in an afternoon. Yeah, I, I fucking mixed it. and mastered it. There you go. It's ready to go. And it's actually, I've been getting a lot more into DJing once again and that's a big part of that kind of scene um, is, you know, a song will drop and then there'll be someone does a bootleg over here. Someone yeah. does a remix over here. Someone does an edit over here and like, they might not even have the stems. They might not have the original mix files, so they are just chopping up the the final release, putting a twist on it, and it's got this rough, organic feel, and it's like, this doesn't need to be the biggest song I've ever made. Yeah, like, it doesn't need to be perfect. Either. Yeah, this song is just for the people at the club that I'm going to play to in two weeks or or tonight. Maybe I'm only going to play this remix yeah. tonight because I'm vibing it, and then it's fucking on out of here. Well, I guess, like, DJ and, like, and, uh, like musician are pretty different in an essence like mm-hmm. there's obviously a lot of similarities but a dj can play like nothing original yeah. as well yeah for sure like, you don't even it's more just like how can you put music together at like a core level you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm sure i'm sure you could agree that people that just dj are like rats or something probably aren't even djs they're just playing like fucking shitty like sort of just playlists well i mean it's the same i think this is kind of the same uh connected to the same conversation of like being a if you want to be this romantic idea of a true artist or Mm. if you want to be also a service to the audience and i find that i find that middle ground a really nice place to be as a dj and i think and then connecting this back to like the tiktok age as an artist as well because you could release a track that is more memey than, <laughs> yeah, than you would true, actually true. put your heart like and soul Young Gravy in. Or something. But people fuck with it. People vibe that yeah. shit. You know, like it's it doesn't need to be as serious. It can be more fun, a little bit more throwaway. But the fans, the audience, can actually really get down with that because they can see that like, oh, this isn't some fancy studio project. This yeah, is just something nah, that I you threw together. This feels really organic. Like a meme, yeah. This is something I can both maybe maybe I could do it myself or it's also just it seems more natural it seems more like oh that's that's more it's catchy in a sense but yeah 100% because it doesn't need to be that's the focus it doesn't need to be perfect yeah ah that's a very interesting point I feel like so much of like that also just comes down to like how serious you are about like trying to be an artist are you just kind of doing it more for fun Mm. are you kind of or like oh you want to make it even or yeah but like i don't know yeah i guess identity also comes into that as well like Mm. i guess when you start making meme rap maybe you're going to be labeled more as a meme artist and then is it harder to then make more serious stuff Mm. is there not a way to like try and blend all of this and I was talking this before the podcast started about like using TikTok as mm-hmm. a platform to sort of use your music is fucking basically the future now mm-hmm. like I try to do like some skits 
centered around my song because yeah. no one just wants to hear like an ad like you know boy in the ash drown now yeah or, like yeah, if yeah. you kind of take the idea they literally dropped yeah, one just yeah, before yeah. you got here <laughs> <laughs> yeah and people are like this is kind of funny and like mm-hmm. they're like you or like just trying to build a fan base of just like other artists yeah it's just i i fucking both love and hate like the age we're in because mm. music's never been this easy to make right no like the freedom we have like software yeah and not having to have record labels and stuff anyone can, and so many people make music yeah yeah i remember i used to be like oh i'm so cool now i'm just like well that's so stupid to think yeah like it should be something that like everyone can do it's a i think it's a beautiful thing yeah. and, and it's that classic um kind of old head mentality it's like a, <laughs> um i've seen like Older heads from people I grew up with, or yeah. so like parents of people I grew up with, from my hometown, being like, "Oh, we used to pay for our music, and we got bloody, <laughs> we got um, Led Zeppelin and the uh, Beatles yeah. and all this. You guys don't pay for your music, and you guys get Justin Bieber and Lady Gaga." Bro, we get Kanye, so, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, <laughs> <come on. laughs> like, there's there there is maybe something. Well, first of all, back in the day, there is just as much trash as there is good oh, stuff because only the good stuff gets remembered. Second of all. If you just go to Bandcamp right now, like every hour there is another hundred thousand, not hundred thousand, hundreds to a hundred to a thousand amazing fucking projects. That's dropped. also really scary, though. It's scary, yeah. but I think that's fucking exciting. It's I think scary, we need to adjust like, our perspective from going global to going to finding your niche little communities. But it's, it's also like incredibly hard. Like, you know, anyone can go viral, but like there's also like a very, very, very high chance that nothing you do will ever be seen outside of like your little world. True. Which is really scary. And it kind of is very like, you know, I've had moments where I've been like, why the fuck am I doing this? Like, this is just draining and this is just like hurtful. Mm. But like, yeah, maybe it's just trying to not take it like as seriously. But it's harder, like, you know, I'm studying, but, like, I don't want to do a corporate fucking job. So this is pretty much, like, the only option. Or, like, you know, am I just going to struggle and just work hospital? Or, like, you know, am I going to blow up and make enough income? But, like, what's the odds of that? Mm. So it's just... Odds odds increase the longer you do it. Is that true, though? Because, I I mean, like, you could drop, like, one song and, like, yeah, once again, like, that's unlikely as hell. But... Well, it yeah, if you like, drop one song, very unlikely to blow up. Drop two songs, it's a little bit more likely that one of them will blow up. Drop yeah. three songs, again, I, I, I'm a big believer in, uh, especially in this day and age, like just... Keep grinding. Keep grinding, keep having fun with it. But that's actually, that's the main thing, I think, is... Yeah, when it no longer becomes fun. Yeah. If yeah. the question is why we do it, it's because the process is fun. Yeah. I just enjoy making shit. Yeah, no. The only yeah, issue is that, as you just said, like you still need to pay bills. Yeah, <laughs> and music is so expensive. Like just having the equipment, or like even if you can't have the space mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. that, like recording in a studio, and then you know some gigs you have to pay to perform, which is pretty stupid. Hey? And like Very apparently rude, the workers' yeah. club, right? Isn't that? Uh, no, I don't believe so. Uh, no, maybe no, no. someone just said that. It's like they got their head wrong, but. Yes. There might be cases where like they want to put on a free gig and stuff like yeah. that, but that seems unlikely. I don't, I'm not sure. Also, I would say this is kind of actually a bit unrelated to the internet, but like I feel like, you know, being in Australia, mm-hmm. our sort of way to blow up is through Triple J. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, true though. Yeah. Like if you get Triple J to like fuck with your music, they're connected to all the like bigger gigs and like yeah. festivals and like you know that that the bigger artists. So if they like you, you've got so much more connections within like Australia. That's true. Actually, I've I thought about that with Australia that like if it's almost a slice of the old industry because mm. there's so there's so fewer 
um, traditional uh, avenues in this in, in this country, and especially yeah, with like Triple J is pretty much like the one yeah they do to everything. blow people up. Uh, outside of the internet, which which is why also I fucking hate Triple J, which is why most young <laughs> well, people yeah. fucking hate Triple J now. I think Triple J, look, we're not going to blow up on Triple J. Fuck no. No, I'm, I might if I start making more like rock pop kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But like if I was just making like rap, they don't give a fuck. And no. it's like, it's not their like music taste. So why yeah. should they? But it does suck because they're obviously going to want, they want stuff like Spacey Jane. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, more yeah. like rock. There's very much a Triple J sound that people cater their shit to as well. Yeah. Like I know that there's bands out there who are like, oh, well, if we just do things a little bit but like then this. But how are saying that? Like, you got to give credit to like someone like Arno Faraji. You know, like he's pretty. You never heard of him? No. Really, no. bro. Arno's a, a. I've met him a few times because he's from Perth. Right. But he's like pretty big in like Australia. You know, like. Right. He's done some of these festivals. I think he performed with like Juice World and stuff. Like when. Yeah. Because even when like international artists come here. Yeah. And then you're on Triple J. Maybe Triple J would be more likely to be like, oh, do you want to like support this set? Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. So if you do somehow make it on Triple J as like the one rapper or whatever. You know, in those sense, you might have some more opportunities. Mm. Obviously, that's been pretty shitty because of COVID. And mm. like, we've lost so much potential. That's true. Well, I'm hoping that, um, well, hopefully, yeah, hopefully my, <laughs> my shit blows up on Triple J. <laughs> I have very little, little interest. I like, the, I like the internet space. I really enjoy being able to just build shit myself. Um, just one more point I was actually going to bring it back to with the TikTok thing was... Um, I just wanted to kind of tie that up in, the, in a bit of a bow is that I think in this age with the TikTok stuff, and this is actually, okay, so to, to connect this with Triple J, this way it's all <laughs> tight. Um, I think like the Triple J kind of approach to me looks now too commercial. And I think this is yeah. also a similar um, attitude towards music in general because of the TikTok age. Um, as you were saying, when I yeah, you you put your music out there on on TikTok just as the music. This is this is just my music, and I'm trying to be real serious about it. People don't give a fuck. Yeah. They because it looks really, uh, I think fake to people now. It looks forced. It looks forced. Yeah, you need to do it. Like, isn't and this isn't even music, right? This is just like marketing. Like yeah. they say, the best ways to market something is subtlety. Like, is it what subtlety? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Story. Like people connect well with like stories, and then in that somewhere in that story, you make it about Coca Cola. Mm-hmm. People will like notice that, but because it, it's not so like just drink Coke, drink Coke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this is the story about the guy that drank Coke and yeah, what he got. It's the same. Re- yeah, it's the reason why companies use memes now. Always, <laughs> yeah, always, they're always it. outdated. They're always really <laughs> fucking cringy. But that's what they're looking at. They know that that's actually how it sells. Have you said um? It's funny enough you say that. Do you know Mug Root Beer? Have you seen their shit on TikTok? Because no. that's so like they are with the times on the like ads, okay. though, and it actually fucking works. Right, it's so like well done instead of like just those poorly done fucking yeah. memes. They got to be employing twelve year olds. You got to get you got to get the yeah. Uh, you gotta I keep, think even just like you know, I feel old using TikTok, but like I'm probably yeah. still younger than a lot of artists where I can kind of understand how to do it because mm-hmm. I was raised with that really like stupid meme internet culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that just like the people in there are like just idiots. Yeah. But like that is just like the internet is perfect. It's just yeah. fucking chaotic. Be chaos. Be, <laughs> if I, yeah, I think if you want to make it as an artist in this day and age, and I, I do not take this medicine yeah. either. This, is, this advice is saying I'm trying to get better. Yeah. I'm trying to relearn. Um, be memey, be chaos, be yeah. raw. I think be a character. Yeah, yeah. You need to be a character. Like you just can't just be like, 
I make rap and I love just the lyrics and stuff. You need to yeah. be like, I do this, but I'm also a fucking roller skater or something. Just like, you know, like Oliver Tree? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? Oliver Tree. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, everyone loves him. He makes yeah. good music, but he's also just like, what the fuck is this? Like he wears all yeah. the chaotic, like the colorful stuff. He's got I his scooter. don't like his music, but I fuck with him so hard because of that character. Yeah, and, and that's, a- if, if anything, that is the perfect example of what yeah. we're sort of talking Absolutely. about. Oliver Tree. Like, you know who my I least my least favorite but favorite example of this as well is DJ Khaled because I fucking <laughs> despise everything about yeah, him. Uh, did he make like vines? Was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah he he was making the- <laughs> because he doesn't on he sells his music on the music and on the radio stations yeah. all that shit. He does that kind of stuff, but on his Instagrams on his TikToks, like he it's doesn't really like motivational sell motivational stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's not selling his music. He's selling him as a person. He's yeah. selling his, him as a character. Him as a character is despicable and just, is a just <laughs> terrible human being. So entertaining though. But exactly. People are like, yeah. oh, I'm here for this. And yeah. then at the top, there's a links to his music. Well, He's they, not fucking trying to shove it down your throat. Well, I mean, he is yeah. in every fucking song, <laughs> everything he does. But his Instagram itself is not. And Oliver Tree is. Can I example. talk about probably the most just weird example? Do you know yeah, Filthy Frank? Yeah. Do you know so. Joji? Yeah. That is just incredible how the yeah. fuck he had a career. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, Filthy Frank was some of the most vile races, just like, mm-hmm. whatever. The, it was just hell. Yeah. And then he makes, like, this sad boy shit. Yeah. And he's probably bigger now than when he was Filthy Frank. Oh, for but sure. But how do you go from, like, that to, like, this? Like, what the fuck? I think, like, like, if you can just build up a big enough audience. But, like, a lot of people that just listen to Joji, I'm like, do you even know who Filthy Frank is? And they're like, nah. I'm like, what? Yeah. He must just, that's just, like, understanding the internet, I feel like. Mm. Yeah. Well, again, I guess it's just a guy who just loves making shit. Yeah, super creative. Yeah. Yeah. He just enjoys making shit. And I I, I, I fucking, I, I really like that. I really love the fact that we live in this day and age. I would not trade, I would, uh, I, I would not. Tr- I would not go back to a simpler, t- simpler time <laughs> of record labels and all that kind of shit. Yeah, this is the fucking way to be. This is the perfect. Is age. just making music. But I, I love doing this. I love yeah. making podcasts. I, I love running everything. events. I love fucking making music. I love doing the art. And I love that with the internet, you can just put all that together in one place. And like, there we go. That's that is that's actually beautifully. F- yeah, we can kind of do everything now. Yeah, you know, like I don't just do music. I do poetry. Yeah, you know, I could start chimming or whatever. And imagine yeah. I just got big doing the gym, and then like yeah. then you like plug your music. Yeah, it's like that's pretty funny. That you could get into fashion. Right? You, yeah, you, as you say, maybe you go, you go being a musician. Th- maybe that's not even a thing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> You've got such a personality, you've got such a... And your character bleeds so much into your music that that's a perfect... You're pretty much primed, ready for this type of marketing of just, like, keep making the memes. And your TikTok is working. (laughs) Your TikTok is is perfect for what we're talking about. Sell that, sell you as a person, as a character. And then the... the, So maybe the skill these days is more just creativity. And like marketing, which is, it's a sad thing and a beautiful thing. Yeah. Because it's like, if you can do the music, you could just make average music. Kind of like Oliver Tree, right? Mm-hmm. He's, it's like, it's it's good, but like, it's not like super out of the bubble. Yeah. Like, it's pretty safe. That's like, my only issue with it. His, persona, his character is so fucking weird. Yeah. His music is not that weird. And I kind of But want maybe that's kind of like the cool part is like, you wouldn't expect that. Yeah. It's true. just like, you'd expect it to be really just like. I would think like a hundred gex or some shit that really mm-hmm. did, like he kind of looks like he'd be like an artist like that. Mm-hmm. But then he's just making kind of like nice indie, yeah, like rock, like what the fuck. <laughs> but we know that those, those tunes get hits. So oh yeah, yeah, holy shit, 
Yeah, I think that's kind of like I would say like I'm trying to go with a bit more like not safe music, but a bit more like you know not as like in your face like this is original. Like it's trying to do a bit of both. Like make more like chill stuff that can be like better like singleized, mm-hmm. and then when you've got a bit more of a fan base then you can just do a bit of everything. Mm. But yeah, it's at the end of the day, the shit's still a business. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you can't look at it as like, maybe as part of it is just acknowledging that. Yeah. Like, like even saying about performing, like we're serving. Yeah. Yeah. We're creating this project. You want this to hit like as many people as you can. Yeah. Yeah. But There's maybe. a nice middle ground in there. If you want to just be a random, yeah. if you want to be an artist and pure, like a romantic idea of pure artistry, yeah. fucking sweet. Yeah. But if you do want to, if you don't want to make it, yeah. be it monetarily or just get just get ears and eyes on your on your work. You gotta. I think that middle get ground on TikTok is like, essentially. You is need that, to be in that middle ground. I think. Yeah. Too safe, too boring. Why should I listen to you? Yeah. Too alternative. Like, you know, why would I even know who you are? Yeah. In the middle. Yeah, I feel like it's like that's pretty creative. But it's not like super extreme that like most people are gonna be put off or mm. like find it annoying or mm. yeah like I can never I you know hyperpop's pretty confusing for me but like a lot of <laughs> yeah, people yeah, really yeah. fuck with hyperpop yeah. and my girlfriend went to like a live show and said it was like one of the funnest things she's ever seen mm. was this like hyperpop DJ mm. like huh and it's also like hyperpop is really queer yeah I never understood why. I don't really understand the connections between like queer culture and like hyper pop. Yeah, it seems like a, a, a to me it looks almost like a taking capitalism and just <laughs> owning it, if that makes sense. Like it's yeah, um, like this is my thing. It's um, it's it's almost like spoiling what's sacred. <laughs> I think that I actually really fuck with hyper pop in that kind of space for that reason. Yeah. Taking Not the these super capitalist symbols. And just shitting on it. Putting a weird, putting an uncanny valley twist on everything is just beautiful. And I think that's the same thing as, as the TikTok thing is like because pop is so polished. Yeah. This is hyper pop is like polished past the point of being. It's like um, extreme. Now it sounds off. Something is a little bit too pol. Yeah. I don't know. Too perfect that it actually becomes. Yeah. A bastardization of what's sacred in the eyes of yeah. the old industry i feel like i would like you know i i sing over so much different type of like instrumentals like mm. i've got this one song that's literally just like you know idols very like you know that kind of british rock Fuck yeah yeah and then i've got something that's more like it's just like i would love to just do a hyperpop song as mm-hmm. more like a throwaway thing like just yeah. fuck it why not but like you know that it's just because that that would definitely be like just Breaking your comfort zone is very, 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 very important. Huge. And if Absolutely. you like, and if you like music, like why wouldn't you want to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Like just don't put yourself in a box. Just try everything. You might not be good at like I can. I can't fucking sing to save mm-hmm. my life, bro. My singing voice is shit. But like when I want to do those more like softer tracks, I kind of have like a very, kind of like Genesis and like do you know Bacar? No. no, it's more this like. Sorry, I don't, I don't know any name you throw at But like that, it's more this like sort of shouty singy, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm very comfortable with that, and yeah. I really like doing that kind of stuff. So I'm going for this more like that kind of approach going forward, because yeah. yeah, it's a bit more like original as well. Yeah, yeah, it's it, I, I think... and it it works in just so many like you can go rowdy with it, you can go really quiet, or you can go like 
and it's also got like commercial sales, but it's also like cool enough that people are like, huh, like people sing like that. Yeah. And, or, you know, do you know King Cruel? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, not, that's not exactly, but like that sort of stuff. It's yeah. more, it's a bit It's a harsh, little bit you know? of rawness, a little bit of that organic that um, people, I think people just believe yeah. them. Well, yeah, you know that one song I performed um, Come Together? Mm. It's called, I think I Suburban Love Trash. Yeah. It's like that, you know, like, Burns Beach, I always take my eyes away. Yeah. Like, it's not like, I wouldn't even call that like singing, but like it's still kind it's of is. Middle, yeah, 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 middle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost spoken word at times. Yeah, almost. sort of. Actually, kind of like spoken. That's yeah. the way to put it. But it's still got like that rhythmic and it's kind of like a wave. Like you're still adding like tone and depth to it. I think it's very believable for me. So I hear someone doing that kind of voice, that kind of performance, and I'm like, I I think they're definitely gonna I think they definitely believe themselves when they're doing that. If you yeah. sound super, super polished, um, same thing with with the pop music and then kind of taking it too mm-hmm. far, when it's so when it's super polished to the point of pop music, um, there's a lot of people who just get turned off immediately. It's yeah. just too clean. It doesn't sound it's boring now to me. It doesn't sound know? human to me because it pop sounds is kind too of organic. like I feel like pop is definitely like not like a dead genre, but like most people like you know, it's just like pop's like if you listen to music, but you don't really listen to music. I you mean, know? I would still say most of the population, <laughs> hence the hence the word pop, still listen to. But like they wouldn't like they wouldn't fan base over like you know certain artists. It's more just like you listen to it on the radio or something. True, true, true. I yeah, would yeah, like yeah. to believe that, but maybe I'm just being a fucking. I'm so niche. Like, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Um, Jim Horde, do you have anything you want to plug um, before um, we kick it off? I mean, I'll put your put your links down in the description if yeah. you want to check out your music. I don't actually know, man. I haven't really <laughs> fucking final. I haven't like... I need to drop some stuff, man. It's been a while. Hey? I've yeah. been pretty lazy, but I would say maybe just watch out for the page. Um, I need to record like finals for a few singles, mm-hmm. but I would definitely say... what are we, We're in April right now. Yeah. You know, I'm, I feel like by... The next month, I can't believe I just forgot one next month. <laughs> May. <laughs> By May, I'm going to have something and yeah. I'll be out of the Satan for a little bit where I'm in Perth, but definitely when I'm back in Melbourne, I'm just keen to like really fucking kill yeah. it and just put on shows and like perform everywhere. Yeah, fuck but yeah. But till then, I'm going to go hibernate for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, get back in the studio. Everyone follow Jim Horde on Instagram. Check out Spotify. Links in the description TikTok. and all that kind of stuff. And take, <laughs> ch- check out his TikTok. It's, uh, it's funny shit, bro. It's now... Watch it as a masterclass of how to do this kind of <laughs> shit now. <laughs> um, this has been the Vibe Union Podcast. I'm Wrath, you know, all that. Um, please like, comment, share it around. Mm. That's a huge thing to build these numbers up. This, this is a small thing. We're all about the local scene. So share it around to people who are in the local scene of Melbourne. And if you are in the local scene and you want to get on the podcast, hit us up vibe at gmail.com. DM us wherever you're listening to this. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. You'd be listening to Spotify. DM us, DM us on Instagram vibe.union. Uh, that's it. We're out. See ya.